And the Jazz win at 125-102. Let's see what Tim Lacombe says. Best win of the year? It's got to be up there. Um, I actually liked the, the win in Denver last time for different reasons, but yep. chemistry-wise, you know. But I think on the heels of some of the stuff this week, I, you know, it, it, it looked like the guys were really kind of bought in and together, and, and I think that's a great response to, to all the stuff that could have happened. Yeah, that was not a great um, 36 hours of press conferences. Rudy Gobert's with TV. You brought energy, and it looked like this team decided to come along, but I think there was a lot of motivation uh, for the Utah Jazz tonight. For sure. You know, we, we know that uh, we, we still have a long way. We still have a lot of work to do, but uh, tonight we came in, and, uh, and the energy was there. You know, the communication was there, and uh, everyone, you know, gave everything that he could defensively. Rudy, as a former player in this game and being able to watch you grow into a leader on this team, uh, we, we've heard you issue challenges to your team collectively. Um, I think we saw that tonight from all you guys. Definitely, you know, and, and it's a long season. There's going to be tough, tough stretches, but what, what are we going to do from those? You know, and, and uh, the last stretch, you know, I, I think is going to make us better down the road. You know, we still... Still a long season, still a lot of games, but one game at a time, we're going to keep getting better. And, uh, you know, and sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable. Sometimes it's not going to be pretty. Let's go with it. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we want to win. We compared us. We're grown men. So, you know, it's, we got we got to hold each other accountable and keep getting better. You know, that fist bump right there, Rudy, from Donovan Mitchell, I think, you know, probably says a lot without any words, to be totally honest. And uh, that says a lot about your two, uh, you and his relationship. Definitely, you know, and, and you know everything I do is to make him better on the court and, and off the court, and uh, you know, and once again, you know, it's not going to always be pretty. But at the end of the day, you know, we both want to win, and, and uh, you know, we both want to have fun and, and play basketball together. Hey, Rudy, real quick, T and I both are happy that you have a gym in your home. Yes, by sir. The way. Yes, sir. <laughs> right? Yeah, that helped, right? Getting back in shape. A little bit. Yeah. And walking bit. those mountains too, brother. <laughs> the, mon the mountain helps a lot. <laughs> yeah, I bet it does. Hey, we'll see you tomorrow night against the Lakers. A quick turnaround. Congratulations. Yes, nice win. Thanks, Rudy. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank Rudy. you. That's Rudy Gobert. Thank you to Craig Bullerjack and Big T. Rudy Gobert's workout of going up into the mountains to climb, to work at altitude, along with the gym in this house. Um, I'm going to share a story with you guys. Let's see if Ron Boone might disagree with this story. And I don't know that these two things are actually totally parallel to each other. So I was WNBA play-by-play announcer, and we had two of the youngest, greatest players in the league, Sue Bird and Lauren Jackson. And they, Lauren Jackson would later win MVPs, and Sue Bird is, you know, she's on the Mount Rushmore of women's <laughs> yeah. basketball players and maybe of basketball players. Um, and Ann Donovan was our head coach, who was, for those who don't know Ann Donovan, she was an Old Dominion star who won, I think, two gold medals, was 6'8", and one of the greatest players to ever play the game. And we lost a bad loss in Connecticut, and I was walking out with Ann, and in a profanity-laced <laughs> tirade, the message was that we're not going to win beep until one of these beeps wants to walk on the beeping bus and have every single one of the people on the bus beep and hate them because of what they just said and told them the truth about them in the locker room before after a bad game. And until we have somebody on this team who's willing to walk on the bus and have, and have every single person looking at them like, I beep and hate you, and they know they were right, we're not winning beep, was basically the tyrant. Evidently one I would remember since this was like 16 years ago, you know, 20 years ago. That team did win a championship. I don't know if it's, that's the reason why, 
Well, Ron Boone is a player. Tim Lacombe is a coach. What's your thought on that concept that somebody on your roster has to be willing to walk on the bet on the bus, having PO'd everybody on the roster? Because Rudy Gobert PO'd everybody on the roster this week. There has to be a bad boy on the team. But the bad boy has to be able to back up being a bad boy. Draymond Green, perfect example is what I'm talking about right there. So you got to be able to back up being a bad boy. That's the only thing I'm going to say about okay. this. Tim Lacombe? Well, I, I, we talked about in pregame, you know, I think there was obviously some stuff that team-wise, you know, you wonder, you know, if it's the best route to go. Um, but at the same time, you know, I do like that because we all talk about it, and it is truth. I mean, you watch the team enough to know the perimeter defense lacks. And, you know, and sometimes it is more focused than anything else. So uh, there is truth to it. You know, it's just the delivery and, and all that. But the thing that is amazing to me is they find ways to make it work. Like Donovan comes out and said, hey, that's Rudy's way. You know, that's what he chooses to do. So, um, you know, it could have blown up. But, again, tonight I like the fact that, you know, it is, it's a candidate for best win of the year uh, after what could have been kind of a weird situation. I like what, I like what Ron said right there is, uh, you know, you, you, you have to live up to it. If you said the standard, I mean, it's, you know, Rudy's kind of, you know, talking to others, but he's, he's really setting himself up, right? You better take it to the next level if you're going to do that. Better not do it too much. That's a good point, too. Great point. Better, better have that be your one i did see i did see a tweet that i thought was applicable this week and it was by nick saban he said if you want to make everyone happy don't be a leader sell ice cream (laughs) (laughs) well quinn quinn snyder has a great quote and so good i'm going to my phone to find it because he said it to me once and then i wanted it um um anyway I, i don't know if i can find it right now um, it's kind of like looking for keys, like in a horror movie when the guy's chasing yeah, you and right. you can never get the keys. I don't know if I'm going to find it. Um, but it was a great, it's a great, um, it's that same ilk of like, I don't know what the key to happiness is, but I do know that the key to unhappiness is trying to keep everybody else happy. Something like that. Like, right? Like it was something on that sort of things, which I think is a pretty interesting little way of looking at. Um, yeah, I can't find it. Um, I cannot give you the formula for success, but I can give you the formula for failure. Try and please everyone. I think that's very wise. Uh-huh. Can I say my favorite David moment of the night was Highland Drives? Yes. I feel like you could have gone somewhere else with that. <laughs> Highland Drives. <laughs> I could have. I feel like next time uh, the Jazz see the Nuggets, I feel like there, there's some there there. Good, I could have. Yeah. I thought my best moment of the night was the JoJo Siwa reference. That was very impressive. <laughs> and you said you had no idea who she was. <laughs> I just looked up on the internet what her popular songs were. One of them was a kid in a candy store. Um, actually, can I do something strange here that we've never done before? Mike Malone opened his press conference today in a really bizarre, like, I love Mike Malone, but this was Mike Malone's answer to his first question about rest tonight before the, in the press conference. Here's, here's what he had to say. It's not Utah, uh, their fault that we were playing three and four. They haven't played a game since the 12th. Uh, I mentioned this last night, I believe, but when I, when I look at our 
divisional games against Utah. Three of our four games are second night of a back-to-back for us, and they have ample rest time in between games. So I think the league has to do a better job of trying to figure that out. It's impossible to keep 30 teams happy. I realize that, but three or four times against a division opponent, third game in four nights, and they've been hanging out at home and getting ready for this game makes it hard. Uh, But you're right. The good thing is last couple of games, we played well enough where our starters haven't had to play 38, 36 minutes. And and, and our bench has done a great job in both games, Portland and Lakers, of uh, building on the lead and being able to close out the game. So hopefully that allows our starters to be a little bit more rested than they would if we had to extend their minutes the last couple of games. Now, make an excuse before the games they've been played. <laughs> he gave them out. He, gave, he did the, the cardinal rule. You can't yeah. give them an out. And, and then secondly, the league has a lot to do with, I think, if, and you guys can correct me, with the, the TV side of the games. I think computers do most of the scheduling. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, the they, computer places the TV games, and then they work from there. Yeah. And they work from there because of TV and because of the Jazz don't play on Sundays, you know, that type of thing. So he's absolutely wrong and right, you know. No, he's absolutely wrong, wrong, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> wrong. God. Rest but, advantage teams have won 65% of the games this but year. But see, absolutely, yeah. So he's right about that. That That's for sure. But, you know, everybody goes through it, you know. So that's the part you can't, because everybody's dealing with it, maybe not against that team, but yeah. somebody, right? Well, yeah. So I thought we'd share that one. Sell that ice cream, Mike. <laughs> Sell ice cream. <laughs> All right, boys. Talk to you tomorrow. All right, I got to go see a concert. Yeah, enjoy. <laughs> 125-102 final jazz win. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post-game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win tonight, 125-102. to Take it right to the Nuggets and played really well doing it. Donovan Mitchell, 31 tonight. Bogdanovich, 21 and Rudy Gobert, 18 points, 19 boards, and two block shots. And we wondered how they'd respond to uh, the drama in the past couple of days, Coach. Well, they played a terrific game tonight. Yeah, it was really good. I mean, it was clean. I was just looking at turnovers. The Jazz only turned the ball over nine times. And one of those shouldn't count because it was Bogdanovich getting badgered in the corner. That's right. I mean, they came within, um, you know, a Nats eyelash of Rudy Gobert throwing in a three-quarter court three-point shot. Um, the ball definitely moved tonight. Assist numbers were high. Um, and I just thought the guys were really focused. You know, I, I, I do believe a huge part of beating that Denver team is playing downhill. And the Jazz really did make hay at the rim and also got to the line 29 times. And then defensively, they only sent the, the Nuggets to the line seven times. So a lot of things to like in the numbers. How about that? Uh, the Nuggets actually ate seven of eight from Sorry, the line eight tonight. times. No, I mean, that's... Seven makes. I mean, that's that's pretty remarkable. You you uh, go to the line twenty nine times for the Jazz, so go to the line twenty one more times than your opponent, and that's uh, that's probably going to be a recipe for success. I'm guessing. And that the other number that's great too, six offensive rebounds is total for Denver tonight. So, you know, I think there may be something to what David's talking about. I mean, that fresh thing is really yeah. Um, you know, sixty six percent of the the rested teams are winning. There's definitely something to that number. Jazz crunched Denver on the boards, 51 to 39. Wow. I mean, do you think Rudy makes a difference? <laughs> teeny bit. You think Rudy makes teeny bit. A difference to this club? 
And I know, you know, it's the, there's kind of the who's more important debate that always goes on in Jazzland. And, and the truth is both Donovan and Rudy are, are just crucial to this team for a variety of different reasons, which is why a lot of us, and I'll count myself amongst those, think that they're a pretty good pairing. There's not a whole lot of overlap. They both bring an incredible amount of value to a team. There's no doubt about it. And, um, you know, it, it's the other part that stands out to me is just really the contribution by everybody. Um, you know, you look down the box score and everybody had a, a really good night in, in certain categories. I want to shout out to Eric Pascu, who I just think continues to play well. You know, given nine minutes tonight, he was four for five, one for one from three, got to the line uh, on a awesome play at the rim uh, in, the, in a pivotal time. And um, it was a plus 21 in those nine minutes. How about ended up that? With 10 points. So I think there's something to his minutes. I like that he's... He's starting to see the floor a little more. He's big and physical and can move and plays hard. I mean, there's a lot to like about him. I think he's definitely played his way into a, a little bit larger role. I mean, when Rudy Gay came back, you know, Pascal just went to the bench, DNPs. I mean, I think he's proven he's a good enough player. you got to find a role for him. And I think a huge part of his success is his name, Pascal, rhymes with rascal. And the Jazz need a defensive rascal. 125 to 102. Is your final Jazz win? They beat the uh, the Nuggets. By the way, despite a triple double from Nikola Jokic, 25, 15 boards and fourteen assists. But uh, nonetheless, the Jazz come away with a win. With that, we will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way tomorrow night. The Jazz will take on the L.A. Lakers and LeBron James. The game tips off a late one, Coach. At 8.30. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have some player sound and we'll continue to break this one down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and shoot three. Pow! The clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post Game Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz game night postgame show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim LaCombe postgame. Brought to you as always by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru. Featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. Your final tonight. Jazz beat the Nuggets 125 to 102. And now Coach Lacombe moves his record to 16 and 1, predicting Arby's Nights this season. When the Jazz score 111 or more points in a game, Jazz app users score a free Arby's Classic Roast Beef Sandwich the next day. Download the Utah Jazz app, turn on notifications, and visit utahjazz.com slash score big to learn more. Coach, uh, you were right once again. What is it? 16 to 1, right? And uh, Rostradamus <laughs> strikes again. Rostradamus strikes again. Uh, this one, you know, Denver uh, defense has never been Denver's calling card. And uh, this one was probably one of your easier predictions, I would guess. Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of wondered chemistry-wise would, you know, guys try to go out and do too much. But, um, you know, my mind, this is a, a very veteran group. And I really liked what was said, you know, the way that it was all handled. So, yeah, that all that taken into account, that would have been the only thing that would slowed me down. Jazz tonight shot 52% from the field. They uh, were 15 of 39 from three. So obviously offense was uh, was a thing. Donovan Mitchell, 31 points on 11 of 24 shooting. 
four of 12 from three. Rudy, 18 points, 19 rebounds. Rudy was a perfect seven of seven from the floor. Uh, he also had a couple of block shots. Bogdanovich with 21 on eight of 15 shooting, and Clarkson had 16 coming in off the bench, four of nine shooting for Clarkson. And yeah, Pascal, 10 points in off the bench, four of five shooting in his nine minutes was a plus 21 on the floor. So the Jazz very uh, efficient scoring the basketball. For the, the Nuggets, 25 from Jokic uh, to go along with 15 boards, 14 assists, 20 from uh, Aaron Gordon, 16 from uh, from Will Barton, but just did not did not have enough. And frankly, this, this team really struggles. Locke talked about it all night. Jokic goes off the floor. It's rough. The Jazz have a great game plan against them. I think, um, you know, they... I like the way at the end of the game, even that Quinn brought, you know, broke a pattern and, and he matched Jokic there at the end with Rudy after Rudy went out. Um, really like kind of that chess match, but I, I do believe the Jazz kind of have that the sauce against this team, and it's to drive the ball, it's to get as deep as you can. Uh, the Jazz finished with their seventh best offensive rating tonight, uh, a 128. So uh, definitely got some things figured out against this Denver team. Uh, on the offensive side. Yeah, that that is for sure. Played extraordinarily well on that side of the ball tonight. There's no doubt. All right, let's get back to Denver. It's time to hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Hugh, you guys hold Denver to uh, 14 points in the fourth quarter on 6 of 23 shooting. What did you see in those final 12 minutes that you liked? Well, we were, you know, talking about transition defense. First of all, I thought, you know, in the third, they started – Running more and, you know, Jokic was pushing, they were throwing ahead and that was really a big point of emphasis for us. We started to try to close some of those lanes early, make them quit on the, the early possession. And then um, we, we were solid defensively. I think, you know, more than anything, guys um, locked in throughout the possession at every position, whether you know, you're doing your job, protecting them, you know, pressuring the ball, you're doing your job, shifting on the weak side and then, you know, we closed possessions on the defensive glass, which, you know, is something obviously that it's been a consistent emphasis for us to, you know, only give up six offensive rebounds. We had, you know, the same type of game as far as possessions. We had a couple of careless turnovers, but for the most part, we took care of the ball too. And, you know, that puts you in a position where you're, you know, you have a chance to defend. Tony Jones. Coach, what did you see in that defining run? Um, that bridge to third and the fourth quarters when you guys scored 17 straight. That was the run that kind of put the game away. Yeah, I think for one, the ball moved. Um, you know, I thought we had a good thrust up the court where we were able to flatten the defense. And, you know, then, you know, that makes our pick and roll game, you know, more efficient. Um, but again, it, you know, it starts on the defensive end and, you know, getting stops, you know, allows us to stretch the floor and, They've got to stay with shooters and then, you know, the floor is open and, you know, that's kind of formulaically, that's, the, that's the way we need to play. And, you know, Hey, we had a good stretch where we were doing that. You know, I thought, you know, Rudy during that time too, you know, whether it be offensive rebounding or, or running to create space was, was really good. Sarah Todd. Quinn, what is it about the Nuggets that makes Bojan so effective? I mean, I know that he's effective in games against other teams too, but he's particularly effective and efficient when he plays against Denver. 
Well, you know, I know tonight, you know, obviously, you know, the, the game he had in the playoffs um, or at the end of the season, I should say last year when, you know, we, Mike and Donovan were both out where, you know, we really relied on him to be even more aggressive offensively. But, you know, I, I think he's doing a really good job and he does a really good job. I'm not completely sure why against Denver, you know, as you said, he, he, he does it against other teams too, but I think his reads, you know, it starts out if he's got a, an open shot, he's got to take it. And then he's able to kind of build out from there. If people are closing out on him and um, did a really good job of reading screens tonight. And I, I thought our guards, you know, delivered the ball to him in, in the right spots where he was able to get his catch and shoot. He was able to turn the corner and get to the rim and he's been finishing, you know, at a much higher rate. Um, and I think he's doing a better job of you know, being under control under the rim and using his body to create space. And um, it's given him a chance to either get fouled or someone doesn't want to foul him, you know, and makes it the, the looks he has under the rim cleaner. Um, but as you said, you know, he was, he was efficient tonight and didn't seem like, you know, he was pressing himself on the game. He let the game come to him. Ben Anderson. Coach Jordan Clarkson's efficiency over the last 10 games has really skyrocketed. What have you seen from him on the offensive side of the ball that's helped him? Well, he, you know, there's a couple guys in our team that if they run and, and he's one of them, it just opens so many things up, not just for them, um, but for, for the other guys on the floor. And uh, I, I think with JC, when he's, when he reads before he gets the ball, and really takes advantage of the fact that he's such a good catch and shoot three point shooter um, and is willing to take that shot, you know, early off the, off the pass, that catch and shoot three um, sets up the rest of his game, you know, where he's got a chance to, to make a read and get some, you know, get by somebody quickly. And then, you know, obviously, as we know, if someone cuts him off, you know, he's able to change directions and get into the lane. So I, I think his reads, um, you know, being better and, and being quicker um, just seems like he's, you know, that, that he's more relaxed and during those times and, you know, when he receives the ball, he's, um, he's got a plan instead of kind of coming up with a plan as he's attacking. Last question, Eric Walden. You mentioned before the game that uh, you you expected both Rudy's would kind of play their normal minutes, but you wanted to, you know, see how they did. You wanted to see them kind of push through. Obviously, kind of as good a game, as good a first game back as, as you could possibly maybe expect out of out of Rudy Gobert. What did you see out of his performance tonight? Well, I, I think, you know, we, we played hard in, in a lot of parts of the game. And... You know, we had a team d d during a couple stretches when we came to the bench, guys were winded and, you know, that, that was good to see. You know, I, I think um, that we were recognizing more opportunities through the course of the possession to, to impact the game, whether that be, you know, working the space more precisely, which doesn't take a lot of more effort, but it takes mental effort. Um, you, you have to care about that. And, you know, I thought throughout the course of the game, that's the way that we played. And a lot of those little things that, you know, that we've been discussing on defense that our guys were locked in on. And I think there was a level of focus and pride on the defensive end that 
Um, you know, I, I hope our guys feel good about that. I think they do and they should because that's the way they executed defensively. There's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder after his team came away with a win tonight, uh, win big over the Nuggets, 125-102. Uh, obviously, coach, happy about the defense. Yeah, and timely, right? This is it's been the topic of the week. Um, I, I I do believe there there could be definite good that comes out of, of the situation, but I do agree tonight the guys were really locked in. And you talk about spacing a lot on the offensive side, but defensive spacing is is you know all all that and more really. Um, you know, guys being able to understand when somebody's involved in a pick and roll and you've got to have their back. Um, and I think that's what Quinn's talking about tonight. There were uh, assignments that were repeatedly done and executed. Uh, I think to a man, the guys really were locked in defensively. And, and um, you know, it shows in the numbers. That this Nuggets team this week, we talked about the blowouts against Portland and L.A., but their offensive ratings in those games were 140 and 133. Wow. And tonight the Jazz hold this Denver team to a 105. So definitely some good things that happen on the defensive side. Uh, let's get a look at your master of the glass brought to you by safe light auto glass, a local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah jazz safe light auto glass. Also proud to present this year's master of the glass rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. And Rudy is back. And that means the master of the glass is back. Rudy had 19 rebounds tonight. To go along with his 18 points is two block shots. Seven offensive, you know, a couple tip-ins. And um, just, again, it's it's an area that he's really kind of brought much more this year. He credits a bunch to his strength. Uh, and his ability to read, you know, the way the ball is going to go is really impressive. And then his fight to go get him. But 19 in a game, again, he's trying to make up for lost time. You know, had a couple games out. I, I am saying this entirely tongue-in-cheek, but... I would say that this is one of Rudy's best games of the year, but that missed free throw has to knock it down Ooh. a peg. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> glad just, you can talk about it just on a bring win. it down a peg, you know, because that was rough. They had plenty of points to spare. They didn't need that one, no. but it uh, it was, as they say, just a bit shy. A little short. <laughs> yeah, a little short. short. Yeah, just a bit. 125 to 102 is your final. Jazz beat the Nuggets tonight. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. And the My Subaru Is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. We'll get you some player sound coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Jazz Radio Network, Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win tonight, 125 to 102. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Let's get a look at your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1 800 Go Serta or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. I've got it. Can I drop it? Yes, please. The Jazz outscore the Nuggets 54-52 in the paint. Man, that's a big number. That that was your key before the game. Go it, get it right at the rim. Get it right at the rim. It was going to be a game about that and, you know, the Jazz shot the ball well too, but uh the rim was the difference. 
Yeah, big time. That's a that's a that's a big number from the Jazz. I I would imagine maybe you would like to limit Denver a little bit more, but I mean, Jokic is Jokic. Jokic is going to Jokic too. Yeah, a right. lot. A lot. And, he, you know what, frankly, I mean, you look at his Jokic's assist numbers. He had, what, 14 assists tonight. He he makes plays for everybody. I mean, he, he draws so much attention, you know. And one thing I learned about Jokic for sure tonight, he and Bogdanovich have a unbelievably cool relationship. You could see that a couple times. I, the, the swag factor in Bojan went up a little bit. If he can hang with the Jokic brothers. He's definitely got swag. Well, he played well tonight. He did play well. 21 points, 8 he of 15 shooting. Yeah, he does like Denver. Only one of four from three. So isn't that interesting that uh, he took 11 two-point shots tonight? And, and made some beautiful, like, turnaround jumpers in that old mid-post area. He was he was great tonight. You know, if, if uh, teams are going to try to guard him with a smaller player, and it's going to be an automatic mismatch, I mean, you got to go to it until they switch it up. And he's pretty automatic down there. You know, he, he usually gets the right shot, um, but he's pretty potent from from the post. All right, let's get some more player sound. Uh, well, actually, let's start off. We've only heard from Coach. Let's uh, go back to Denver. It's time to hear from Rudy Gobert. How did you uh, How did you feel, um, you know, conditioning-wise, uh, getting back? And, you know, what were your thoughts on on the game that you played and, and you know, the urgency that you guys showed tonight uh, collectively as a unit? Uh, I felt I felt pretty good, you know. Obviously, uh, every time you play in Denver, you, you're gonna get tired at some point. Uh, I got a little tired in the first and in the third quarter, but you know, um, I felt great. You know, I felt great, better than I usually do in Denver. So, uh, just happy to be back. You know, great, grateful to, to just be able to to be back and uh, you know and do what I love to do. Eric Walden. Rudy, um, end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth, you guys went on a 15-0 run that really kind of turned the game around. What was what was kind of the big difference during that stretch? Uh, defense. You know, we the, once again, the, the, the 15 is cool, but the zero uh, is what, you know, really turned things around. And, you know, every single guy on the court was uh, locked in defensively. You know, there's a few players when Donovan went twice, uh, you know, got Drove up the dribble, went up verticality, uh, made an amazing play on the ball. A uh, few big rebounds, Jordan, uh, Donovan and Jordan got a few big rebounds. And, and then we were able to run and score in transition. So uh, just a great team effort, you know, great team effort. The communication was great, you know, and uh, I think I think that's the, that's the team that we can be, you know, and that's the mindset that we need to have every single night. And it's exciting to see that we we still haven't we still have another gear we you know we can tap into. Andy Larson. Rudy, was this a more important game than usual? I mean, coming off a four-game losing streak and kind of the back and forth that happened this week, did does this mean did this was this an important win or was this kind of just one of eighty-two? I think I think uh, it's both. You know, I think it was important for us uh, to come out with the right mindset, you know, and play the right way. Then then. You're gonna win. Sometimes you're gonna lose some, but but our mindset was was there, and uh, you know we know that it's uh, it's it's a long season, but we we know that uh, you know it's not gonna always be perfect. You know we're gonna have some tough stretches like we had, uh, you know the, the the last week, but if we can uh, if we can keep getting better, you know keep keep 
you know, keep making each other better. Uh, you know, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see what we can do. And, and the goal for us is ready to keep building uh, great habits. And, and uh, when it becomes habits, you know, when we come into the playoffs, uh, you know, we're going to be in, in great shape. Last question, Leonardo Torres out of Peru. Hi, Rudy. It's Leonardo Torres from Peru. Congrats on the win. Rudy, what makes Boy Bogdanovich so special for the team right now? I mean, he's a, he's a special player. You know, he's, he's a one-of-a-kind player. Uh, the things that he can do, uh, not just shooting-wise, but uh, the things that he does off the post for us, uh, creating offense, uh, attacking off the dribble, you know, his, his efficiency, uh, you know, is a is a is a huge part of what we do, and uh, you know we 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 able to play the way we play because of because he's there. You know, without Boyan and everything, everything becomes a little harder for 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 our team. So yeah, really really happy to have him. There's Rudy Gobert tonight. Rudy played 35 minutes. He was seven of seven from the field, four of seven from the line, 18 points, 19 rebounds, two block shots, and was plus 36. In those 35 minutes, he was on the floor. Yeah, he was he was special. And, you know, I think that goes back to our crosstalk. I mean, if you're going to, you know, come out with, with statements with, with your team, you, you need to be the first one in line. And I think Rudy is actually that guy. I think he can, can be that guy. I thought he was great tonight. Uh, affected Jokic a little bit. You know, I know Jokic had a nice night. Uh, but Rudy didn't just let it come easy. And... Um, you know, took a minute there to praise his teammates, you know, for, for their level of defensive execution and the fact that they were locked in. And so uh, definitely a, a step forward tonight. That was that was a good thing to see. Admitted he was a little winded there in the first half, but uh, got it together. He didn't uh, certainly didn't play like he was fatigued. We'll see now. Uh, got to play again tomorrow night uh, in L.A. But uh, Rudy, uh, just with a with a great return performance. And, and you can, I mean, Again, I, I thought it was an overrated narrative that, well, this just demonstrates how valuable Rudy is during this past stretch. Well, <laughs> we've known we how know valuable that. Rudy is for a long time. And, you know, tonight proves it more so than his absence, in my opinion. He just, I mean, he's such a unique player. He just does so much. And so much, you know, like that's always talked about that gets kind of, you know, people think it's Homer, you know, Homerism, but the stuff that he does, it doesn't really show up, right? The, running the floor hard and attacking the offensive glass, whether you get them or not. Um, and, and the fact that he frees everybody up, you know, when he's out there, there has to be a rim presence, has to be an understanding of who's going to handle the role. And it just opens things up for guys. So yeah, for sure. He does a lot of the things um, th that can be tangibly rated. And then a bunch of things that he does inherently that really just help this team function. All right, let's go back to Denver. It's now time to hear from Donovan Mitchell. Hey, Don. So uh, I asked Quinn about, you know, his impressions of the 15 to zero run that you guys had end of third quarter, fourth quarter. And he said he felt like there was, you know, kind of uh, pride in the defensive effort during during that stretch. What worked for you guys defensively so well uh, as the game went on? Um, I think the biggest thing is just communication. Uh, we, were, we were locked in from the jump one through five. You know, if there were any mistakes made, we had each other's back. So um, I think that's the biggest thing, just communication and just being there for each other. And you saw that throughout the run. The offense took care of itself, but getting back in transition, communicating and doing the little things. Andy Larson. 
how important was this win for you? I mean, you, you said on a Friday or Saturday that, uh, you know, th- this is the game that you guys had to win. You come out and do this. I mean, was it more important than the average game or just, again, one of 82? I mean, yeah, you know, you don't want to lose. We're only going to lose five straight, you know, in this series. We're, we're 2-0. This is a big game for the division to, to win the series, 3-0. Um, and then on top of that, you know, obviously Rudy coming back, you know, you want to, you want to, you know, play well, right? We hadn't played well as a group, you know, and we, we finally figured it out a little bit tonight and, you know, we got another test tomorrow. So tonight was good. You know, it was, it was a good step forward. We just got to keep doing it. You know, we can't just say, all right, we did it tonight and we're back. You know, it's, you know, I can do, continue to do it night after night. Tony Jones. What were you guys able to, to accomplish defensively? You know, especially over the last three quarters, that 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 made you guys a little bit more successful tonight. Can we, uh, like I said, with the fifteen zero run, our shifts were huge. Um, communication, you know, we talked to each other, had each other's back, knew where we were supposed to be. Um, there was some familiarity with the with the with with them because we had just played them, so kind of knowing where things are kind of helps too. But just being able to be in the spot for each other, you know, I think that's the biggest thing because. And obviously having Rudy back helps, you know, but at the end of the day, you can't just do it on his own. We got to go out there and continue to communicate and do what we do. And, you know, just having each other's back, I think is the biggest thing that I would say from tonight, just continuing to to battle, to fight, compete. Um, and we did that uh, throughout the entire game. Ryan Miller. Yeah, Don, you guys had a pretty big rest advantage tonight with them playing their third game in four nights. How do you kind of best take advantage of that? Run. Um, I tried to push the pace as much as I can. We had two good practices um, preparing for this one. You know, they had they had a blowout last night, you know, so they got to rest a little bit. But, you know, at the end of the day, when they're on a third, th- three and four, you know, you got to continue to run and put the pressure on. They made a push um, in the fourth or the third. And I think it was 81 to 80 or something like that. But after that, we kind of countered and continued to do what we did. And, you know, that's, that's what it's going to take, you know, just being relentless, um, and not really feeling sorry, you know, for them having, you know, that type of thing in their schedule, you know, their nights where we've had that too. So you just got to go out there and just continue to, you know, compete and, and you know, push the pace a little bit more um, when you know that, you know, they may be a little fatigued. Ben Anderson, last question. Donovan, maybe this is obvious, but when you talk about communication, do you literally just mean you guys are verbalizing kind of where defenders are or what you need to be doing or, or what what does that mean to you? Honestly, it, it's as simple as that, you know, I'm not to say we didn't do it before. I think, you know, when you watch, we had, well, we had three days off, two days off. Like when you have days off and we had a finally practice and you can sit down and watch film extensively as a group, you know, it's, it's, it's easy for us to say, okay, you know, you could be here. All right. We should do this. We should do that. As opposed to really watching it on the road. Cause you watch it in film and you go on the court and you, you, you do it, you know, in practice. So you're, you're getting those reps and those familiarity. Cause it's one thing to just show it on film and go out there and do it, especially in a tough stretch where you have COVID, you don't have our bigs, we don't travel to Toronto. Like there's so many ins and outs, you know, throughout this, the, the four game street. So, you know, now to finally be, be back, have, a, have most of our guys back, have a practice, sit down and watch, we're able to talk and we know what to say to each other. You know what I mean? I think that's the biggest thing. Hold everybody accountable um, and know what, know where we need to be because sometimes it's tough when you, you know, you've guys in and out, you know, we hadn't played small ball really well though. I think we did a really good job tonight with it uh, because we watched it. We've, we've seen it and continue to, uh, you know, 
rev it out. So now when we're communicating in the game, it's 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 second nature. There's Donovan Mitchell. Uh, and Donovan tonight was was very good, certainly offensively, leading the Jazz 31 points, uh, five boards, four assists. But talk about the defense there. And I, I, our guy Ben Anderson, Anderson, hmm, excuse me, uh, I thought asked a terrific question to have Donovan explain in a little bit further what uh, means when they communicate well. And uh, in a previous answer, he said they had been there for each other defensively in so many words. And I thought that that was interesting too. communicate and help. And uh, you saw that a lot. You saw Donovan boxing guys out. I mean, really, it seemed like he did have a little extra juice. You know, one of the gr- the great teachers of the game that I, I was able to, to learn from was Coach Majerus. And, you know, communication on the court, um, you know, it, it was something I grew up in, in Texas, played high school basketball for, you know, a, a decent coach, but the level of detail right, that wasn't there. And when I started working for Coach Majerus and he just – he just harped on the guys to talk through everything. Um, and, you know, a perfect example, if you're going to switch a screen as the two guys are coming together, you know, the three rules were talk, touch, and switch. So as you came together, you would talk the switch, you would come together fully so the guy couldn't split it, uh, and then you would switch that screen out. Um, but that's what Donovan's talking about there. You know, it's one thing to understand that a guy's got your back, but it's a whole nother thing to hear it verbalized. Hey, I'm in, I've got your stunt, go ahead, you know, push up, I've got your stunt, or hey, I'll sprint back and get the hole, and, and you find the first shooter, just things like that that keep that structure of a team really functioning. Jazz win tonight uh, over the Nuggets, 125 to 102. Post game is brought to you as always by our friends and Mark Miller Subaru, and the My Subaru Is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers, Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. More player sound coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz win tonight 125 to 102 over the Denver Nuggets. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe with you. Uh, let's check out your Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app. This was a critical stat tonight, Coach Lacombe, as you pointed out earlier in the show. Jazz went to the line 29 times. They made 22 of those, uh, 75.9%. The Nuggets, just 7 of 8. Just 7 of 8, only 8 trips to the line tonight. That's a huge difference. It really was the force, right, in the the way that the Jazz attacked the basket and were able to have success because um, we talked about it in pregame. The Nuggets really kind of tried to at the point of attack, show a lot of presence. You get by beyond that first wave, and you can get all the way to the rim. Jokic is not known for being a, a great rim protector. So great job by the Jazz understanding, you know, how they could beat this team and then going out and executing it. And they uh, they sure did. I mean, uh, the, you, you called it in the keys to the game. That's why you never miss the pregame show out there, people that the rim was going to be extremely important for the Utah Jazz, and that certainly tur- uh, turned out to be to th- uh, be the case. And it seemed like, you know, Donovan Mitchell kind of set that tone right out of the gate. Yeah, and, and Bojan was great. Yeah. I thought Bojan did a good job of understanding where his advantage was. You know, again, only took four threes tonight, made one. 
uh, but it was really that middle game and his ability to drive and get to the basket um, and get to the line. I mean, I thought I thought Boyan played a really good game all the way around. Speaking of Boyan Bogdanovich, let's throw it back to Denver and hear from Bogey. Boyan, is there something in particular about the Nuggets where you're able to kind of find your spots better, or you just seem to always play very well against this team? Oh, there is not any 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 specific. I'm trying to play every single game the the same way, but uh, but yeah, I had a great first quarters both both this game and then the last game, so that kind of allowed me to be. To be even more aggressive, but there is nothing in, in particular where I play well against against them. Eric Walden. Hey, boy. Both Don and Rudy have said that they felt like the defensive communication was a lot better in this game than what it's been recently. Kind of, what's the reason behind that? How? What did you guys talk about during you know your days off in those practice sessions and film sessions that kind of helped straighten things out? I mean, after these couple of losses, we really put emphasis on our on our on our defense and on, on pressuring the guards. Also, for this game, we had a bunch of different bunch of different defenses to throw to to Jokic because we all know how good he is. Second unit, we play small, so we were trying to double him. Then first unit, Rudy was guarding him straight uh, straight up. But yeah, like you said, communication and just just being aggressive over there allow us to, to to talk even more when we are passive defensively we don't we don't talk we don't talk much but when we are we are aggressive then then we even talk more Sarah Todd Bogey, last season we we talked to you a lot about uh, your kind of improvement and development with your post game and how much Quinn wanted to use you in that way this season, has there been any other emphasis? Like now, now that you kind of understand how to use that within the jazz system, has there been something else that you've been working on? I mean, I'm, just, I'm working on my 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 post game. Like every single player, I can get better in every every aspect. But uh, but I've been posting in uh, in playing post post game in in Europe. I didn't have uh, much touches before before I came to. To the Jazz, so I'm I'm showing them that I can that I can be really dangerous and 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 on a on a low post. So it's that they're feeding me, and I'm trying to I'm trying to get something out of that. All right, there you go. That's uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, and uh, Bo, uh, Boyan was very good tonight. Eight of fifteen from the field, twenty-one points, five assists. How about that for Bogdanovich? Five assists and four rebounds. Uh, he was only one of four from three. And uh, went to the line six times, four of six. So you're talking about it. Bogdanovich wanted uh, to, to get to the rim or at very least get in the paint and do some damage. He's having a great year. Yes. I mean, we we don't see those, you know, kind of crazy nights from him as often. He's, he's more consistent. Um, I think his head's in the right place. I think, you know, his ability to score at so many different levels and use him, you know, space the floor or to like tonight where you isolate a mismatch and do a great job of continuing to go to it. I, I just really like the versatility and flexibility he brings to your roster. You know, my bold prediction of the preseason was that he'd get back to 20 points a game average this year. I don't think he's going to get there. He's at 17.9, but particularly lately, he's just been unbelievable shooting the ball really well. His numbers across the board. I mean, it's amazing how he's improved nearly every category against his career number and 
Um, but but I just see that he's way more confident in finishing at the rim. I think that's been a, a really big thing for him over the last maybe 18 months. He's really kind of locked that in because there was a period of time where it was a, a flip a coin proposition where he finish or not. And now it's it's pretty automatic. Well, that was last year kind of how he battled through his struggles, right? I mean, he was struggling everywhere. That's right. And then all of a sudden he tried to get it more going to the rim and, and work on that finish. And his numbers finishing uh, at the rim or close to the rim were not good last year. This year, much, much improved. And he's, he's just having a better year. Shooting 40 from three, uh, 47 from the field, and like you said, 17.9. Uh, you'll take that, man. It's, and then you understand the other things that he brings, just that you know numbers can't bear out, but the spacing that he... He requires, you know, and, and brings to your offense. It's he's a, he's a great player. You've got to pay attention. You got to pay him. attention to yeah. where he is. There's there's no doubt about it. And uh, he played well. Got switched over to Jokic a couple of times, and you know, it it seemed like I don't, I don't know if Bogdanovich is ever going to be a good defensive player. The answer to that is probably no, uh, but certainly serviceable and can can uh, contribute defensively. I I I believe that. I think his heart's in the right place. Like I think, you know. He, I can see him thinking it through and understanding where he needs to be. I think he's trying to be in the right place. I think sometimes just being able to laterally move might be an issue at times. But, um, no, I, I like his. I like the effort he gives on the defensive end. Well, the Jazz are good enough offensively. They honestly don't have to be perfect defensively. That's right. They, they don't. I mean, we saw Jordan Clarkson, uh, he, he gave up a, a real easy backdoor cut. But overall, I would say Jordan had a, one of his better defensive nights tonight. So, you know, the the – as good as the Jazz are offensively, it provides a little margin of error. But as we saw in the last four games, they just can't no-show defensively. They, they've got to they've got to put up a, a decent effort, which I thought we saw tonight. And Coach Snyder echoed those comments and or, or echoed that sentiment. And uh, you know they they end up winning by over twenty points. I mean, you just got to give a little more. Yeah, the irony of the whole thing to me is you know if if Rudy doesn't sit out those games and he's in there. You know, the Jazz probably roll through them fine. Well, they don't lose to Detroit. Right. But but I'm telling you, it just is it's just interesting the timing of things. And again, the maturity that this was handled with, to me, is a bright spot because I think it could have been taken and interpreted. And even if it was internally, the the right things were said externally. And I and that's the part I really like. All right, post-game show is brought to you by friends of Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own, mysubaruis.com. Jazz win tonight, 125-102. to Coming up next, we'll get you to play of the game. We've got some Tyson Ewing stat nuggets for you, and we'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Offensive rebound, Gobert. He gets it back. He a no-look scoop to O'Neal, who lays it up and in. Oh, how good are we right now? Play the game right there. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com. Driven by you. Jazz game night postgame show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz win tonight, 125-102 to 102 over the Denver Nuggets. Postgame is brought to you by our friends of Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Uh, Jazz led tonight by Donovan Mitchell, 31 points on 11 of 24 shooting. Uh, Bogdanovich with 21, 8 of 15. Rudy Gobert, 18 points, 19 boards, two block shots. He was a perfect 7 of 7 from the field. Jordan Clarkson was 16 
Uh, Jordan also had six rebounds and three assists, so good numbers for him. Eric Paschal with 10 coming in off the bench for the Nuggets. Nikola Jokic with 25, 15 boards, 14 assists, a triple-double for him. Uh, 20 points for Aaron Gordon, Will Barton with 16. Uh, Monte Morris had uh, 13, and uh, Bones Highland had 13 coming in off the bench. How about uh, Bones and uh, Rudy Gay's exchange in the last minute there? We haven't talked about that on the show. Bones had a hard foul on Rudy Gay, and Rudy kind of was was – it looked like they were they were close talking. I don't think there was it was all that heated, but it felt like Rudy Gay was saying like, "Hey, this game's long over, man. That's let's take it easy out there." But then tried to talk to him again after the game, and uh, Bones walked away like, "Hey, I'm not having it." Bones was not having it. Not having it. Yeah, and to David's point, you know, you we talked about emotion. You do things in the heat of the moment. There may be some text exchange later or something, but. Looked like Jeff Green and Rudy Gay stuck around and talked for a while, and I'm sure uh, Jeff took a message back for Rudy Gay. Well, that's one of those funny things, right? Rudy Gay probably said, "Hey, this is kind of one of the unwritten rules in the league. You know, we're we're not out here to get each other hurt." And I'm sure Bones Highland is telling him, "Like, hey, I'm going to play hard. You know, I'm a rookie in this league. I'm going to play hard every second I'm out there." Yeah, just a you know, no easy buckets. Conflict happens out there on the court, um, but it seemed like. At least cooler heads, heads prevailed. It didn't turn into anything crazy. All right, you ready for a few stat nuggets from our friend Tyson Ewing? Fire away. Uh, Tyson does stats for the TV broadcast, AT&T Sportsnet. You can follow him on Twitter, at Ty Ewing 2. Here we go. Utah Jazz offense with Rudy on the floor tonight. Uh, shot 57% from the field and was plus 36. Rudy off the floor tonight. The Jazz shot 38% from the field and were a minus 13. So he's going to play most nights. That's a good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Utah Jazz uh, on defense. Rudy on the floor. Denver shot forty-one percent and was a minus thirty-six. Rudy off the floor. Denver shot fifty-two percent and was a plus thirteen. And that's when they made their little run uh, when Rudy was down. So definitely something. You know, hopefully that's just something that gets a little bit better as time goes. Well, and another uh, maybe oh, we got Hassan too. Like I was about to say that right. that kind of proves Hassan's uh, yeah, value worth, too right. is. We've we've been seeing uh, stat lines like that for a long time, where you know Jazz are really good when Rudy's on the floor and are really bad when he's off, and that was the whole. That's what made the Jazz during that stretch where they were winning those games so good. As the sun was so good, there was no drop off. And I remember if I if I remember right, I think the Jazz may be about even or plus one or two when Hassan's out there. So you know he's holding his own for sure. Yeah, and he's he's missed. All right, let's see here. Denver missed on twenty of their final twenty six shots. Uh, Utah is now 13-3 and three this season when Donovan Mitchell hits four plus threes. He made a deep one there late. Kind of a dagger. Yeah, I mean. Held the pose. And then, well, yeah, held the pose. That's right. Uh, and then Bones got a, what, a layup on the other end. But that's that's neither here nor there. I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was a great shot. I was just shot. trying to bring that up. But right he, now. He Coach held- Scott was offended by that. Held the pose, and then his guy scored easily on the other end. Sorry, I I shouldn't mention that. It's okay. Yeah, that's. Uh, that's I'm, right. I'm your therapist. I'm your coaching <laughs> I, therapist. I appreciate that. He's a nice player. Uh, uh, Bones is. You know, we'll see as he he kind of finds his legs in the league. But um, he's he's athletic and he can score. He didn't shoot particularly well tonight, five of fourteen. But uh, coming off a big performance against the Lakers, he he has the potential to be a nice player. His, you know, I think he's one of those guys liking it to baseball. He's 
He's a, a great relief pitcher. He comes in and plays at a different pace, a little herky-jerky. But you can kind of see he's kind of built for that role. Yeah. Um, I, I would imagine he's a guy that will stick around and play for a while. All right, Coach Lacombe, let's get some final thoughts from uh, you on this one. We had a few few days off leading into the Denver game. Not so fortunate. We're going to be back here again tomorrow night, late game, 8.30 against the Lakers. Give us a few final thoughts on this one. Well, I just thought it was, uh, you know, maybe make a note of this one. I thought the Jazz, uh, I, as I mentioned in the pregame, could have gone a couple of different ways, but I think all is is well. I think uh, what we've learned is the most important thing to this team is figuring out a way to have the dynamic find to be able to win. I mean, it doesn't mean you got to be best friends, um, but – I really like the way the guys responded tonight. I think, um, you know, look at the defensive number that they held Denver to. It's impressive. Rudy was impressed, you know, and actually singled out uh, a couple of guys, Donovan and Clarkson in particular, for their effort. Uh, There was a good focus. Quinn Snyder talked about the focus. Um, But the Jazz have been great on the road. I mean, that's their 15th road win now. So they love playing out on the road. Uh, they They seem to have a really good focus. So hopefully that can continue. They've got a quick turnaround of the decrepit Lakers are up next and uh, it's going to be interesting we haven't seen them um, and so it'll that's always an interesting matchup no matter what Russell uh, Westbrook has not quite fit in there I didn't think he would there was a clip on the internet the interweb the other day on Twitter I think it was and I guess Sacramento every time he missed a shot played a little clip from foreigners cold as ice yeah and it was funny I mean, but I guess it probably wasn't. I mean, totally it's not very cool. nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is funny to have it orchestrated like that, though, was impressive. And I'm actually, a big fan of foreigner. Russell himself did not. He he said it was funny. He okay. he was a pretty okay, good sport cool. about it. If if I read the quote correctly, good. so. Uh, but you know, he wasn't what that team needed. No, they needed like shooting. Like when they were going down the Buddy Heald thing, like that made sense. About, it made a lot of sense. But then to scrap that last minute, go, you know what? Bring it in, Russell. Russell Westbrook. Well, and a guy who, you know, when you talk about LeBron's at his best with the ball in his hands, and this is a guy who's lived with the ball in his yeah. hands with every team. So you just, it's an inherent battle. Well, I'll tell you what, if the Jazz guard like they did tonight and the, the ball moves and, uh, you know, Donovan made, made the, it seem like the offense is almost a given. And, and I certainly see where he's coming from. So if they go out there and have a nice answer for LeBron, I would expect even on the second night of back to back, a good chance at a jazz victory. Yeah. Be interesting. I, I want to put locks test uh, stat to the test the rest? and start watching the rest thing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of David, big thanks to he and Ron for doing a great job calling the game tonight. Thanks to our broadcast assistants helping out. Thanks to uh, Jeff Carroll, of course, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, the title sponsor of the postgame show. And the My Subaru Is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some. Share your own at MySubaruIs.com. Coach, come. Good to see you. A lot of fun tonight. A lot of fun. Thank you. And thank you, Jojo Siwa, for the background music. Background music was was very, very interesting. Entertaining. 125 to 102 is your final Jazz win. They beat the Denver Nuggets. Up next for the Jazz, they take on the Lakers tomorrow night. Tip-off will be at 830. Pre-game coverage begins at 730. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.